Welcome to the Brady Haywood Podcast, the podcast where we look at engineering failures and disasters. My name is Sean Brady. Today, we're going to talk about what a forensic structural engineer actually does, and we're going to look at how they interact with legal professionals in construction disputes. More crucially, though, we're going to talk about why a forensic structural engineer is different to an ordinary structural engineer. introduce myself to legal professionals as a forensic structural engineer, the most common question I get asked is, how is a forensic structural engineer different from an ordinary structural engineer? But this really isn't the most important question. The most important question is, why would I engage a forensic engineer as opposed to an ordinary engineer in a legal dispute? So to start, what is a forensic engineer? Well, a forensic engineer is an engineer who possesses forensic expertise, uses a forensic process, and perhaps most importantly, brings a forensic mindset to investigating the causes of construction defects or failures. And stating the obvious, you'd use such an engineer in a dispute where it was critical to accurately determine the cause of a defect or failure in a forensically sound manner. Now, this type of engineer is very different to the type of structural engineer required to provide an opinion on whether or not a structure was designed and constructed correctly in the first place. Each of these types of engineer possess quite different expertise, and a number of problems can crop up in legal disputes because there isn't a separation between these two very distinct roles. But why is this the case? Why wouldn't the engineer who has, for example, designed bridges for the past 30 years not be the ideal engineer to provide an opinion on what caused the bridge failure? Well, before trying to answer these questions, we should first ask ourselves what we actually mean by the term ordinary engineer. Well, fundamentally, engineers design. And even those engineers that work in construction still tend to use design skills to solve problems. So these design engineers logically use a design process. And what I mean by that is that they take a client's requirements and constraints and using assumptions determine an engineering solution. And assumptions are key to this process for the simple reason that the structure being designed doesn't actually exist yet. If you're not willing to rely on assumptions, then you'd simply never design anything. So these assumptions include determining the loads in the structure, how the structure will respond to these loads, as well as assuming how strong each of the elements of this structure is likely to be. And over the decades, these assumptions have been codified, or at a very minimum, become industry practice. And this is a wonderful process that's allowed us, as a profession, to create incredible structures, such as the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. And when it comes to legal disputes involving defects, the design engineer is ideally placed to determine if a party to the dispute designed or constructed the structure appropriately. And they can do this because of their familiarity with what is required in designing and constructing appropriately. In essence, the designer is providing an opinion on what should have happened. But problems come to the surface when an engineer possessing design expertise alone finds themselves providing an opinion on what caused a failure. Why? Well, because they tend to over-rely on assumptions. And a sound failure investigation detests assumptions. It requires, at least whenever possible, evidence. And this is where the forensic engineer is fundamentally different to the design engineer. They rely on evidence, not assumptions. 
So as we've said, while the design engineer is usually concerned with what should have happened, the forensic engineer is concerned with what actually happened. So the forensic engineer collects evidence, comes up with a broad range of failure hypotheses, and tests each of these hypotheses against the available evidence to determine their likelihood. They then rule out hypotheses that are inconsistent with evidence as being less likely causes of failure. And in an ideal world, the forensic engineer is left with one hypothesis, the one true chain of events that caused the defect or failure, with this hypothesis being the one most consistent with the evidence collected. And the concept of forensics as being a distinct speciality within the structural engineering profession is well understood in the US. But the rest of the world has been slow to catch up. And it's really only in the last five years or so that the term forensic engineer is being more widely used. By contrast, the concept of a forensic accountant and how they're different from ordinary accountants is well known within both the accounting and the legal professions. So as a forensic engineer, I've often investigated the causes of defects and collapses working right alongside a design engineer. And while I examined the cause of a failure, they had determined that the structure had been designed and constructed with respect to the relevant standards. Central to this work and relationship is the ability to compare notes to determine if any lack of compliance actually played a role in the failure. In many cases, there are designs that have a lack of compliance, but that doesn't mean that this compliance issue at all contributed to the collapse. And one of the keys to my role is the forensic mindset, the willingness to apply essentially detective skills and determine true causation. It's these detective skills that set the forensic engineer apart. And I'm not suggesting that some design engineers don't have detective skills, but the two skill sets are not easily interchangeable. If you think about it, asking a design engineer to investigate failures is asking them to question every assumption they rely upon in their day-to-day role, which is not an easy thing to do. By contrast, of course, asking a forensic engineer to design something is asking them to place faith in assumptions they're usually sceptical of. What's interesting is that many legal professionals have mentioned to me that there's a similarity between the forensic design divide and the front-end, back-end law divide. The expertise required to negotiate a contract is very different from that required to take a contract and run a dispute. So as in most things in life, it's horses for courses. The important thing to remember is that the world of the design engineer is very different to that of the forensic engineer. Forensic engineer.